Welcome to Care to Lead, Your Path to Leadership Success, brought to you by the Vizient Nurse Executives Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Dr. Nicole Groveling, Vice President of Clinical Networks at Vizient, and I'm so excited to welcome today's guest, Judy Rich, President and CEO of Tucson Medical Center. Judy started her professional career at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital in Philadelphia, held management positions at St. Mary's Hospital in Palm Beach, Florida, was a chief operations officer at Wellmont Health in Tennessee, and then moved to Tucson Medical Center in 2003. Additionally, Judy also served on the Arizona State Board of Nursing and worked with the Baird Group in Boston. So a wealth of experience coming to us today. Very honored to have Judy here today to hear about this exciting career. Welcome, Judy. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. Absolutely. You've had a really unique career. What brought you to your current role of CEO? I think what's really important in my life is to acknowledge the fact that I became a nurse because I wanted to be a nurse. I did not plan to be a CEO. I did not even plan to be an administrator. While I was busy taking care of patients, I kept saying, I think I have a better idea for how to do this. That led me to sign up for the opportunity to become a leader. And there's many opportunities in nursing to become a leader. The first one is to be the team leader, and then eventually the manager, and then after that, the director. My path really started by stepping up and saying, I can do this better. Maybe I can change this. I love that. And the confidence that you held, I think that limits a lot of staff nurses when they have ideas. They're afraid to step up and say, wait, I can help. I can do this differently. The first lesson I'm hearing is take those chances. Step up when you see that things can be different. So that's really exciting. This resonated with me a lot. I didn't see myself in nursing leadership roles. I loved being a nurse. It just happened that I was decent at solving problems and a lot of people would come to me for partnership or connections or figuring out how we solve something differently. It was a bit of an accidental leadership path that transformed into something more. But how do you feel like your experience as a nurse executive helped you lead differently at the CEO level? There's no question that once you have been at the bedside for years and tried to get the medication from the pharmacy or the bedpan from Central Supply or a physician did not answer your phone call timely when you needed something, those experiences burned into my brain. When I became a CEO, how could I forget the stories and the experiences that I had? Everything that I have done in a chief executive position has been against the backdrop of knowing what really happens out there. Our staff today tells me it's different, Judy, than when you were at the bedside. <laughs> I'm sure many, many things are. I wouldn't dare to touch an IV pump today other than to maybe push the silence and go get a nurse. But the fundamental relationships and challenges are really still the same. They inform and give me the sensitivity to see it through my own nursing eyes. That's excellent. And I think that really helps the listeners today ground us in that conversation around what defines a CEO who is a nurse. It's really a nurse who is a CEO. That's what I'm hearing. I've talked to people about interviewing you because I was excited. And they said, oh my gosh, are you going to talk to her about her thoughts around mentorship? 
I've heard from multiple people that you've got some really well formulated ideas and you're passionate about mentorship, sponsorship, and allyship. I'd love to hear the importance of those to you. And how do you look at each of those a little bit differently? I have had the benefit of reporting to a board chair who is a very powerful woman who was my mentor. And there's nothing like learning from a woman leader to inform my role as a woman leader. It's easy to pick up the power and the authority that we are given and get so focused on that that we forget all the people who want the same opportunity. A lot of it has been around telling stories about telling failures because I've learned so much more from failure than from success. As a mentor, somebody who's willing to say, you know, how can I help you? The best help that I've given them is to tell them what I did wrong and to give them those little pearls that are fundamental to this role, like always be honest, that integrity is more important than anything else. Being transparent will win the day because over time, transparency builds trust. You really do have to live those things if you want people to learn from you and to follow you. It's a wonderful feeling at this point in my career to turn around and look at all the successful people that I have had some part in their growth. That has to feel so rewarding for you. I'm hearing vulnerability, authenticity are key to being able to do that. The piece about integrity and honesty can't be emphasized enough. It cannot. There's been many opportunities when I could have said maybe somebody made the wrong decision and we're not going to honor that. But the fundamental belief system here at TMC Healthcare is if a leader in this organization promises something to somebody, they gave them their word that we're going to honor that. Over time, it makes people much more careful about what they promise. It also gives us a reputation for being transparent and vulnerable. As people are going through innumerable workforce challenges right now, that level and type of leadership creates a different culture within the organization that changes people's perspective on wanting to leave. I do think that creates a different level of commitment. It does. And as we've seen our turnover rate go so much higher during these last couple of years, the nurses who have stayed have told us that they're here because they believe in the organization. They respect the leadership and they know that we are going to be honest with them. And so that makes them want to stick around and see what's going to happen instead of jumping ship. A lot of people have felt that it would be better to go someplace else, but we continue to stick to our core values here. Those core values bring people back. They may have left temporarily, but it's not forever. We have a list of people who came back. Those are the victories. Yes. Yes. What do you feel like has been pivotal to your successful career path and trajectory? It has been being willing to move. And I mean, out of state. When you hear that I started in Philadelphia and that I've lived in other places, every one of those moves was a deliberate decision. If I wanted to take the next step, I wasn't going to be able to do it where I was. I never left a place under bad terms. There's a saying that a prophet has no honor in their own country. I have advised many people over the years who've said, you know, I want your job, Judy. I want the next job. You may have to move. You may have to leave your comfort zone, go someplace else and take a risk because there is definitely an opportunity if you are willing to disrupt your life and start in a new environment, career opportunity. 
that takes courage and a willingness to not be successful. Nothing was guaranteed when you took any of those moves. So that's definitely courageous. The worst story to tell is that after I moved my family here in 2003, within three years, I was fired. My daughter, who was youngest and in ninth grade at the time, said, you can move someplace else, mom, but I'm not moving again. That's how I got into the consulting group up in Boston. I did a lot of traveling for two years. And then the board of trustees made a phone call to me one day and said, we want you to come back. Who gets that chance to get fired and then get rehired again from the same organization? That started the opportunities here that have led to me being the CEO. And no one wants to hear that could be part of their path, but it's a reality. You pivoted to the priorities of your family at the time, but you were still able to maintain your long-term vision for what you knew you could accomplish. There's always sacrifice. And for me, the sacrifice was getting on a plane and flying to the East Coast and then flying home on Thursday night. I'll never forget flying over El Paso, thinking I'm almost home. Look at the lights down there in El Paso, but hating the fact that I was on a plane so much. Turned out that it was only about two and a half years of my life and it opened up other doors. Fundamentally, I had a crisis of confidence during that time. I didn't believe that I was going to succeed, but When you're a good nurse, you know what you're in it for, and you're in it for the right reason. Opportunities will come. Would you say that for you, that was a moment or a crossroads in your career, or were there others? Getting fired was definitely a crossroad in my career. I got fired along with five other executives in the same day, so there was clearly something else going on. Personal circumstances have been a huge part of my career choices. I'm a mother of three. I had a few years when I was a single mother, and I had three children in three different schools. You figure it out. When I look at it now, I don't know how I did it. My children are fine, and they saw me committed to a career, and they respected the fact that I always made time sooner or later to get to the baseball games or the concert. So lots of turns in the road, all to lead to something wonderful. That resonates with me so strongly. I have three children as well who were in three different schools while I was working ridiculous hours and working on my doctorate. And I'll talk to them now as older kids and I'll do like little health wellness checks on them. Are you okay from all of that? I put you through a lot. They're like, mom, we were totally fine. My middle son who's the charmer always says, I'm so proud of you. Of course we're fine. But you feel terrible sometimes when you're going through it. You do. And it ekes out in little conversations now and again when you forgot to do something or they remember it this way. One of the jokes that my son tells is that all the parents in his school didn't want their kids driving when they were 16. And I couldn't wait because he could help. Exactly. When you think about your career, what's the biggest barrier you've overcome? Believing that the men in the room were somehow advantaged and that I needed to take a back seat to that. What I learned was instead of reading the books that said when you walk into a room and there's only two women and 25 men, you should make sure that you have on a power suit, that you sit in a certain place, all the things that you read that will make you powerful. What I learned was it was what I said and how I thought. And it was always with respect. I started doing things like wearing pink and sitting in the middle of where everybody else was instead of trying to stand out. Over time, it wasn't about the things I read in the book to make me powerful. It was my compassion, my focus on patience. 
taking a conversation that was about business and reminding people that we were taking care of patients. And I can't tell you how many men over the years have looked across the table at me like, oh, there goes the nurse again. But they are in the same business. They are in the patient care business. It comes back around eventually. The colleagues that I've worked with, and many of them at Vizient, are every bit as men focused on patient care as I am. I've watched this wonderful evolution that has gone from you have to be a man and you have to go to business school to you have to be focused on patients. You have to know why you're here. You have to understand what your priorities are. That has been an incredible learning over my career, to not worry about the power, to really worry about the mission and the focus. What a gift to recognize that evolution in real time and see it happening in a part due to you within that room. People start thinking differently if you're leading with integrity and honesty. That's an excellent point. I'm interested, Judy, in your thoughts because nurse leaders are incorporated or accepted at the C-suite table differently in organizations across the nation. How should nurse leaders think or bring themselves to the table differently moving forward? They're true financial leaders. There's so much that nurse executives have to offer. How do we make sure that voice is prominent? Always make it about the patient and to never make it about being a victim. The biggest errors that I have watched in my career with nurse leaders is when a nurse is sitting at a discussion that's very complicated. It's about money. It's about resources. It's about payroll. It's about benefits. It's about the operating income. As soon as that conversation turns into the nurse at the table complaining about how hard it is, the people in the room that can help that nurse executive start drifting off to another place. And the nurse executive or the nursing leader loses their credibility, loses their voice. That's very hard to recover from. Even if you do it once, the people in the room will see you as the whining, complaining nurse leader who doesn't get the fact that we are also running a business. It's really very much how do you balance the intellectual property that understands the business, but the compassionate heart that we have that understands the need and the role and the complexity and the difficulty. Putting those two things together is what makes a really successful nurse executive. It's an art and a science. It sure is. We've been asking each of the executives on our podcast, what's something about you that others wouldn't know and would surprise them? I'm a pretty open book. So let me see what would surprise you about, oh, that I'm claustrophobic. Really? That does surprise me. You don't seem afraid of anything. I am so claustrophobic that I actually had therapy earlier in my 20s just so that I could get on a plane. I was just going to ask, how do you fly? I fly all the time now because I've been able to get mind over matter, I guess, and learn how to sit down in a tin can and go up to 30,000 feet for four hours. But I really had to face it when I was in my 20s because I was on a plane out on the tarmac ready to take off and I made the pilot turn the plane around and take me back to the gate. I was that fearful and that terrified. It was debilitating. I don't like being in small places. I'm careful when I get in an elevator. If it starts making noise, I get off. 
I wouldn't say I'm completely cured, but I have certainly been able to take something that kept me from functioning to somebody who flies all the time. And by the way, what's interesting about this hospital is it's the largest single-story hospital in the United States. So it's nice and expansive. No elevators here except in one building. Perfect. What is your recommendation for someone who wants to be a leader and who just may think they're just not sure if they've got that possibility? If you want to be a leader, you have to be very grounded in your belief system and what drives you. You have to know that you're doing it for the right reason. In leadership, if you're doing it for the wrong reason, everybody will figure it out eventually. And you will not be a leader. Being a leader requires believing in yourself and believing in other people, not being cynical and being a victim, but believing that with the right motivation and the right opportunities, the whole world is there for you. The opportunities in healthcare, especially with what we've just been through with COVID, are greater than ever. That's amazing advice to end on, Judy. I cannot thank you enough for sharing your journey and your leadership insights today. It's just been an absolute pleasure to get to know you even better than before. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed today's discussion, please subscribe to hear more Care to Lead podcasts. Like us and send us your comments. Care to Lead is your path to success and is brought to you by the Vizient Nurse Executives Network. I'm Dr. Nicole Grubling. Have a great day.